The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode of Hollinger and Duncan is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced for Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique, limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. All right, thanks for bearing with us last week during a week off, but we are back now and we have a really exciting topic. I have no no idea how long this is going to take us. Probably going to be a two-parter at least, I would imagine. But what John and I are going to talk about is who you would most want to be a fan of over the next five years. Obviously, there's some level of subjectivity to that. What did you consider, John, as you were putting together. So, yeah, I think it's important to to talk about this a little bit. I think the number one thing, obviously, is being good, right? You want to see your team win games, win championships, uh, you know, succeed at a high level. Or if failing that, succeed at some level. Uh, then I think secondary to that is just the general entertainment value of are there exciting young players? Are there unique players who are kind of just just fun? Uh you know, are there are there things about other things about this team that would make you want to, want to root for them on some level? Uh, so I, I think those things all apply too. What's but, the old saying? You're either selling wins or you're selling hope. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But sometimes you could just be selling entertainment too. Uh, you know, there there have been some very entertaining average teams and some very boring average teams, and I think the fan experience was quite different, even though the win loss records were pretty similar, right? Yeah, so obviously a big part of this projecting who you think is going to be good over the next five years. And for that, obviously just winning games, but also I think some championship equity. If you're a team like the Atlanta Hawks from 08 to uh, until they won 60 games, when they made the playoffs for like six, seven years in a row, but they're losing second round and non-competitively at that every year. And yeah. they didn't really have a superstar they were so excited about watching on a daily basis. You know, you probably would lower that team a bit in terms of a little bit lower than just, hey, this is one of the eight best teams in basketball. That team, if we were doing the rankings back then, wouldn't have been top 10. But they call themselves the Highlight Factory, Nate. <laughs> well, now they are. Now they're actually big same <laughs> Where the Hawks end up. So obviously a big part of what we're going to talk about is how we project and perform. But obviously having stars, watchable players, and as I mentioned, selling hope. Is there just young guys that you really want to see develop as opposed to guys like, yeah, you know, a good player and uh, we can get to 500 this year. But, you know, there are teams, for example, if let's say the Orlando Magic, you could just freeze them in time the next five years, they would still be probably towards the bottom of the rankings for me where even though they would be a reasonably average team at full health just because there's not much championship back there the star they really want to watch there's no hope that things could get better over time yeah exactly uh management coaching that's also got to be in right yeah i mean you want your team to be well run because then that applies that uh washes over into wins as well uh and i think especially when we get toward the bottom of this list i think there's <laughs> that's going to come into play a little more yeah you would certainly want to just there are a number of bad teams on this list but there are some where you have some faith in their 
organization get our organization rankings last year. This isn't necessarily the same inquiry as that. But if you're like, hey, yeah, they're kind of down and out now, but I trust these guys. They have a track record opposed. Eh, you know, I don't exactly. Um, how did you view it as, let's say there's a team that is a championship contender now, but they're probably going to drop down within a year or two. And, you know, by the end of this period, probably aren't going to be that great. Or say a team like, you know, the Grizzlies or something or the Pels where, yeah, they're kind of average right now, but you expect them to get a lot better, maybe be in championship contention by the end of this five window that we're looking at. So I kind of, I came at it from the perspective that the ride up is more fun than the ride down. <laughs> So I I probably pushed those teams up a little that that were more uh, aiming toward the future. Yeah, I think I see that aspect as well. But I also see the aspect of we know who's good right now. And we don't know that. So I kind of discount what I expect for all these in five years. I mean, if you like Danny and I do a podcast every year where we try to predict what's going to happen two years out. And obviously, that's a hilarious, miserable failure because we always go back and look at what our predictions were on a pod. And we're like, yeah, that that was too close there um mm-hmm. so anything else you want to talk about here before we say who the you know if you are listening to this podcast for the first time and you want to pick a team to be a fan of we're we're going to tell them who they should be a fan of over the next five years who's going to bring you the most joy yeah uh sure we could do that uh i well you know it's funny though because so there's one thing that we didn't really talk about because we talked about success but Late playoff failure is more painful, right? Yeah, but but you're at least at least you're getting there. You have the feeling so, of hope throughout <laughs> the entire season, right? So I just worry about this a little with the team I have at number one. Okay. Actually, that's, I worry that's, about that's, this that's a little right. with the, with my top three teams actually, because I, I I think they're all really really good for the next five years, but I I just don't know how, about getting to that final step. So the number one team I had was Milwaukee. Uh, because you have Giannis signed for the next five years, you have Budenholzer, you have you still have Middleton and Holiday, presuming Holiday resigns. Like no matter no matter what else they do, they are going to be really good, and they are going to rack up regular season wins. Now, whether that trans how that translates in the playoffs, I mean that's been some question over the last couple of years. Uh, so that could get a little dicey, maybe. But I mean, just just having him locked up for half a decade. You just that's 50 wins automatic, isn't it? I do not have the Milwaukee Bucks in my top tier. Wow. Wow. Okay. And and so I'll, I'll explain why. Yeah, I think they're, I, I'm, I'm not a believer in the moves that they've made. I'm not, like one of two things is going to happen. Either Holiday is going to re-sign for an astronomical sum or he's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So they have no flexibility whatsoever to get better. And I don't think they're good enough right now. And I also don't think that Giannis compared to some guys is going to age as well as 30-year-old Giannis, like I think 30-year-old Giannis is a worse player than, what is he now, 26, 26-year-old Giannis? I right. think we're looking at, and I think it's even, like he's having a worse year this year than he did last year. Like it's mm-hmm. possible, there's also this whole free throw and shooting thing as well. I think it's possible that we may have already seen the best there is from us. Not that he won't continue to be a great player, mm-hmm. but, and then I and then I also just don't believe in their organization as well. I think that- So I, sh- really, I share yeah. that concern. I just think once, once you have, once you have Giannis under contract, there's like you can only screw it up so much and what while while i wouldn't say i had tremendous faith in them like i wouldn't i wouldn't compare them to the kings either right like you know like it's not it's not that level well so so let me ask you this what do you think is the one team that is most likely to win at least one championship over the next five most likely to win at least one uh probably i mean you'd probably would you have to say the lakers i i think that you probably would yes yeah yeah now, now they're, I don't, with LeBron, I mean, he's got to get worse at some point. They don't really have much flexibility to get better either. You know, the Schroeder move has been a little bit dicey. I'm not sure if that's, he's going to be like a third big stalwart for them going forward. But yes, I think they are the championship favorite so far this year. Um, who else is in that mix to you? So I kind of, I kind of had six teams at the top um, okay. where I feel like there's some championship equity and at least some pathway to being pretty good or to very good for a stretch of multiple seasons. Um, so I looked at Boston, where you have Tatum and Brown as young as they are. I mean, that is yep. locked in, right? Yep, um, I had them as well. 
I had Denver with Jokic and Murray. And I mean, Jokic is still in his 20s and is dominating the league. Um, and so they- that, Interesting. That is another team that I did not have in my top tier. I, I don't think that Denver, uh, I don't see them being a serious, serious championship contender over the next five years, although they will be very good. And then Denver, I also had up there because it's just fun as hell to watch Jokic, right? That's right. And they also have a pretty good organization. They've been able to find some guys. Porter is another fun guy who, mm-hmm. uh, if you just pretend that he only plays basketball and never says anything off the court could be a really fun guy mm-hmm. to root for jamal murray is a, a great guy and also a great player and hopefully like that they but i just i still i i'm worried that they just can't be good enough defensively to win a championship built the way they are right now sure sure um i had the two la teams where you worry a little more about the age factor but you look at what they have right now is just so good yeah and they also just have the fact that it's la and that that, that can kind of let them squeeze a little bit more out of the they have yeah totally Totally. Um, and then the other one I had, this one's a little more dicey, uh, but I had Philadelphia. Another team, I, I see them as there are a number of teams that I just felt don't have the champion of equity. And I could very easily be proven wrong. Like you wrote about this this week about how Jokic and Embiid are dominating in ways that we haven't seen from pure centers. But I also, I need to see Jokic, particularly defensively in the playoffs and Embiid on offense in the playoffs and also on defense, actually, to see whether he has scheme versatility. I don't still take Denver or Philly seriously as championship contenders. I think they'll, they'll always be in the mix every year the way that they're built now and billy has pretty competent management but i just don't think that those two stars as good as they are i think there's always going to be somebody who's better than them and that they're not those guys are not going to be top five players in the nba where they're really as at least as playoff players yeah okay okay uh but i the one the other thing well the other thing that held me back on philly a little bit is because you're always worried about Embiid health wise yeah so that that one maybe held me back a little bit on him. And then the fit with Simmons is still a little uncertain. Like Simmons-Harris, is that is that good enough as your second and third guys, even if Embiid is awesome, uh, to win at the highest levels? Probably a little more question about that. Yeah. I, I mean, could, it, could Joel Embiid have like a good playoff series against a real team first? <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> He was pretty good in that Toronto series a couple years ago. No, he wasn't. He couldn't score at all. He was, I mean, <laughs> the plus minus numbers, yeah, but like he was, <laughs> he got completely shut down by Gasol. Okay. Okay. I, I guess. I, I mean, like, yeah, he, he, they had nobody else at backup center, but I mean, if you mm-hmm. go back and look at his scoring numbers, they were not robust in that series. Okay. I guess, I guess I'm remembering the the one game too much. He, he had the one game where he was really good and he had the flying dunk. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I, the windmill when they were just like yeah. blowing him out. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And obviously he missed the one game and that was kind of crucial too. Yeah. And also I thought even last year, yes, they had a flawed team around him, but like he, he was not good. Getting, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't good in that Celtics series. I mean, he had a couple of good games at the beginning, but they're a team that had no one to guard him one-on-one, but he still wasn't able to have the offensive impact. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here and we'll, uh, we haven't even said one, one team. I guess you gave your number one. I got to give my number one. We'll do that right after. With the holidays finally behind us, it's time to catch up on some much needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done our friends at cbdmd have exactly what you need to sleep harder than nba media is sleeping on deandre hunter it's actually starting to age pretty well that they picked deandre hunter he's having a good season maybe i was sleeping on him too much cbd pm blends 500 milligrams of high quality cbd with melatonin valerian root not as good as valerian steel but close chamomile and other sleep promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid and if you want to relax a little before bed their new cbd bath salts fuse superior cbd with epsom dead sea and himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience and are available in lavender or eucalyptus of scents as well as a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs to make it even easier to get the year started off right cbdmd is offering all our listeners 25 percent off your next order when you use the promo code mba at checkout once again that's cbdmd.com promo code mba for 25 percent off your purchase of superior cbd products cbdmd sports fans the biggest football betting day of the year is coming up this sunday there's only one place that has you covered one place that we trust that's 
betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You don't have to sit at the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Whatever you want to bet on, betonline AG is your choice. Your online sportsbook expert. So why don't we finish up here? Is there anyone else you haven't named yet that you had kind of in your top tier? Uh, no, I had a pretty big next tier, but I didn't have I didn't have anyone. I actually, I mean, even this top tier, I kind of split in two a little bit because I thought Milwaukee, Boston, and Denver were much more likely to stay at this level for the full five years than Lakers, Clippers, Philly. Uh, but Lakers, Clippers, Philly probably have more short-term championship equity, especially Lakers and Clippers. Um, Philly, I guess, remains to be seen. Uh, so, so it's a difficult yin and yang with that. So it's kind of almost like a one A, one B for me. So uh, there are a couple of teams. I I had Boston, I had the Lakers, I had the Clippers in my top tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Milwaukee and Denver in my second tier. Just again, I think if if the sole purpose of the inquiry was who's going to win the most games over the next five years, Milwaukee and Denver would clearly be higher. Uh, mm-hmm. But I. I kind of value getting to that one championship uh, maybe a little bit more to really give, give you something to celebrate about. So here are the other teams that I have in my top tier. Okay. Uh, I do have the Brooklyn Nets. I realize that, that, that can't stop Yeah, that was, that was a tough one for me. I I, I moved them uh, down. Uh, we 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 could talk a little about more of them in a minute. I want I want to hear who else you had. Uh, and then I had the Miami Heat. Okay, as a very good organization, a lot of exciting young players. At a minimum, even if they don't get into championship contention, you know that their young guys are going to keep them around for a while. They are probably, I would say, the team, if not the best, up there, the best position to bring in another star via trade at this point. And they made the finals last year. And yes, I know that they are really struggling this year, but I and. You know, this whole, uh, the other team that I'm about to talk about is like that too. You know, I, I just, I'm not putting that much stock in like this season so far just mm-hmm. because of how fucked it's been. I, I'm just right. basing it more on like, I mean, yeah, Miami's been terrible, but Bam Adebayo looks really good so far. And that, you know, Hero doesn't, but Bam looks awesome. That's like probably the most important thing for them. And then the other team I have is the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, I still, still a believer in Luka. Porzingis injury issues and his bad performance here do give me some pause. And, uh, but I, I think they can kind of figure it out. They do have flexibility this upcoming summer even if it's not going to be to get him a, another star most likely so i but i think luca is just so good that and they they have a good coach as well they have a good organization i think at a minimum they're going to be a team that's you know competing for home court advantage in the west every year but i see them as having more upside than philly or denver just because they have luca who is that that one perimeter star that basically all champions builds. yeah i i would you know i i was a lot more bullish on dallas uh uh, probably coming into the season and I think the Przingis thing gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit because they're I mean it's hard for them to acquire another star at this point they can get no, they can get other good secondary players but to get like another star with the draft picks they're out and the players they have right now to put in deals it's gonna be hard uh so that like Przingis is a guy they're counting on to play it's a somewhat high level maybe he gets maybe he gets back to that maybe this is just a blip and we all laugh about it and you know in June or whatever but it, gave me enough pause and the and the health history of players of his size doesn't help me with that yeah and i i am being a little bit hypocritical here because he doesn't have a lot of scheme versatility defensively either he probably has less even than Embiid does and so that's that's a big concern as well but i mean i figure the downside is if it doesn't work out you get to watch luka Doncic the next five years. yeah yeah well i guess that that's where i am with Jokic a little bit but i i think he's yeah. i think he's got better help so yeah that's interesting I mean, who do you think wins more games over the next five years denver or dallas i think the nuggets might i don't know i mean like i murray to me is really good i mean he's been hurt at the start of this year so he hasn't played like that as much but he's a like he's a pretty good number two guy right and then porter is potentially a pretty lethal number three guy now he's there's more ifs there with the health and the defense and everything but he's shown he's capable of it certainly um and then their history you know they've they've tended to draft and develop well so filling in the back end of the roster has usually not been a problem for them uh they're still i mean murray and Jokic are still young they they both can still get better Uh, i think there's a lot to like there with the nuggets i think if healthy i like luca and porzingis a little bit more than Jokic murray Uh, admittedly it's close and we'll just have to see whether jamal murray's playoff performance last year luke if he really is that guy in the playoffs then okay i'm i'm on board Mm -hmm. yeah and you know he was pretty good the year before in the playoffs too. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, and I also think Dallas has a little bit better ownership. Uh, they have better coaching. Well, Dallas is more willing to spend than, De- than right. Denver, certainly. Yeah, I think because I mean, what is the stat that there have been two teams in the last like 20 years that haven't paid the luxury tax that won the championship? It's like the 15 Warriors and the... Uh, One of the Spurs um, team wasn't in the tax. Yeah, and, and the Lakers last year were not in the tax. <laughs> so, because they used cap space the, uh, yeah. the preceding summer. But yeah, so, but generally you're going to have to go into tax build and maybe that's something that would happen when Jokic is coming to the end of the contract and they feel like they really got to impress him and keep him um yeah so what about Brooklyn though you you did not have them in the highest tier I mean they clearly have as much talent as any yeah and it'll be fun as hell to watch over the next couple years it just all feels a lot more fragile to me uh between the 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 lack of defense the fact that uh, all three of them can leave after 22 uh Kyrie's injury history Durant's injury history, for that matter. Uh, I I just think there's a lot more ways it can go wrong. I might have actually felt better about them before the hard trade. Right. I mean, they they could really use Jared Allen right now, certainly. I mean, I think that's been clear uh, with, with their defense lately. Yeah, and they I mean they already had a great offense. I think there's there's gonna be diminishing returns there at some point and, and mm-hmm. being able to stop people seems like it uh could be a little bit of an issue for them. But I, I still think they just to have those three guys, maybe you could trade one of them if you have to. It's, and also like, you know, watching Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant pretty damn fun for yeah. the next couple of years. And and they have a good organization, although how much that organization is still actually calling the shot is a little bit Totally. The um the, uh... I, I lost. I lost my thought. Well, well, let me ask you this: You weren't as high on Miami. Yeah, I just. It was hard for me with because I, I still feel like it's Jimmy Butler's team, and I just, I just don't know how well he's going to hold up. And then I felt like last, last. Uh, I'm saying last spring, like the playoffs are in the spring. Last postseason was a little bit of a perfect storm for them that I don't know how easy it's going to be replicate and I think to replicate and I think we're seeing some of that this year. Certainly they are well positioned, right? They they are set up somewhat to trade for another star player because they can use Hero or whatever or Robinson or some of these other guys uh even though they're out draft future draft picks. Like they can help themselves from their current spot if if another star player becomes available. So, but I guess I was just a little more comfortable with them in that in that second group because I I just I I don't see like the sort of automatic path to like yes, this is a team that can at least make the conference finals almost every year the way you do with like Boston or Denver. So, I by top 3, I really agonized about this. Yeah, I wanted to ask who is your number yeah. 1. So, I I I mean, I'm almost still agonizing about it. Mm-hmm. Um and it really comes down to what you value. Boston, the Lakers and the Clippers were probably the top 3. Right. And Boston I probably wouldn't have had there until we've seen what Jalen Brown has done this year and him really becoming a legitimate all-star and also I think a guy who has athletically a lot of upside and between him and Tatum uh you know Smart is uh he's nearing the end of his contract not clear if he's going to be around or not they don't really have a long-term piece at center Kemba is you know, a little dicey although he's looked better spin back but I, I think Boston I don't think that they have an unbelievable chance of winning a championship over the next five years but I mean they've made three of the last four conference finals they, they got a great coach they always seem to find a way to be better than expectation somebody always come out of the work and they've got those two guys to where i mean it's very difficult to imagine them not winning 50 games a year and i think they've got a little bit of a, a upside and they've got it at the most important positions much easier to fill in some guys uh, at the big position so i i think i was thinking about putting them number one i don't think i'm going to do that i think i'm going to put the lakers number one mm-hmm. but they're if only because there isn't that dominant team that you look at as like this is the up and coming team that you know like Oklahoma City in 2012 which ironically never won a championship right there isn't yeah. that Oklahoma City in 2012 team out there and you know pretty rare that you'll get that historically as well you know there's no Chicago Bulls in 1989 out there at this point there's no Lakers in 1999 out there. or if there is we haven't identified them yeah no I think that's true but as you go through I mean there are a lot of these teams like as we'll go through these up and coming teams none of those teams to me have like the guy I mean maybe Maybe Dallas to me is probably the biggest one uh, where you're like, all right, they have that guy, yeah. Luca, where you're like, this this is the guy who's going to be a top five player in the league going forward. But there isn't, and maybe Giannis is the other one, but again, I, I've talked about these flaws with the Bucks team and his flaws as well. And so it's just, you know, I'm not even sure that Giannis is a top five player in the playoff at the point either. So uh, there's that lack of just that one up and coming star who's like, you know, 24 and like this guy's going to rule the next five years. I think I'll just go with the certainty and put the Lakers number one. 
Yeah, because I mean, no matter what LeBron does, they got they got AD locked up, right? So yeah, and I mean, all of this really is just how long can LeBron James keep going? That that's really the big question here. I mean, that determines whether. Uh, but and you know, the Lakers are going to spend to they're in LA. I don't think they have like the most unbelievable organization, but I think once they moved on for Magic Johnson, they they're at least cop now. Right. Yeah. They'll. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Um. All right. So my number one was the Lakers, and your number one was the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then who is your two? I had Boston. Okay. I had Boston yeah, I think, two and Denver three. Yeah, so I think I, I think I would have Boston two as well, and I'll probably go with the Clippers at three. Now, if Kawhi Leonard were to leave in free agency after this year, they could completely screwed. But I love the way that Leonard is playing this year. I love the way that Paul George is playing. They have a good organization. They're they're also in LA. They can, you know, they can sign a Serge Ibaka type of high level every year. And yeah. so I, I think that that would probably be the top three to me. Um, where'd you have the Clippers? Uh, so I had the Lakers and Clippers fourth and fifth. I, I went Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, then Lakers, Clippers. Um, yeah. So yeah, Lakers and Clippers. Lord. So I, I, you're, it seems like you're kind of just more valuing having a team that wins consistently over the next five years. I was, yeah, I was, I was trying to really look at the full five year window and, yeah. you know, the Clippers burned all that draft equity. So it's going to be hard for them to really, uh, fill in from the bottom. Uh, so th- that's why I put them only fifth. Yeah. For, for me personally, as a fan like if you're the eighth seed or lower uh unless you just have you have a really up-and-coming team and a really exciting team there isn't really that much difference to me as a fan unless you're like at least putting in a really good series in the first round like if you lose in the first round four to one like that's not really that great to me as a fan like that's no different i almost would rather have as a fan a team that's like getting some lottery picks that are really awesome and like now you get to watch this guy develop that's what i think a lot of yeah. fans really enjoy that aspect so mm-hmm. so so when I think about it, it's like, okay, the Lakers, yeah, maybe, or the Clippers, they might win a championship, but then, you know, years four and five, they're going to be below 500. Uh, that doesn't really bother me. It's not, you know, that's not much difference between 30 wins and 42 win me as a fan. I would mostly agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's another team that we haven't talked about. Where did you have Dallas, by the way? You're, you're lower on them? I had them seven. So I kind of had them between the A group and the B group. Okay. That's not that much lower than me, I, I would say. The average protein bar is quite terrible. It tastes like one of those layers of sedimentary rock at the top of the Grand Canyon. Built Bar has solved that problem, though. They are now up to 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, cherry bar, sia, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake. That goes with the 12 original flavors like raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, mint brownie. They taste so good because they're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew, but they are still great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, their peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, just five grams of net carbs. And you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN, the name of this network, you get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at builtbar.com. What's up, sports fans? Matt Peck here, host of Locked On Bulls, and I want to talk to you really quickly about another excellent podcast. Huge Fan is a new Sirius XM original podcast where stars talk sports. Each week, join host LaChina Robinson as she chats with your favorite celebs about childhood sports memories, game day rituals, the most heated rivalries, and more. And this new season features huge names like Anthony Ramos from In the Heights and Hamilton, Pat Carney from the Black Keys, Mel C, that's right, a.k.a. Sporty Spice from the Spice Girls, and even actress Michelle Williams talking about her love for our very own Chicago Bulls. Huge Fan is a fresh way to connect with your favorite artists, actors, and personalities about something we all understand, fandom. Huge Fan is now out on Pandora, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. So any teams that are kind of in that top 10 that we haven't talked about for you yet? Uh, yeah. So uh, Memphis and Atlanta. Yes. That that is interesting. And you have you have them ahead of New Orleans. Yeah, I do. I had New Orleans a little further down. I 
and I I get why you would put them on the same trajectory. I just have so many more questions about Zion um, and what his longevity is going to be like. Yeah, although he's, the fact that he's made it through so far this year is good. I, I mean, to me, it's a little bit more just about how he hasn't been playing like that well. I mean, he still he still looks great for for any second year player, but he does he doesn't look like yet that the guy that we thought were like, oh, this guy's going to revolutionize basketball. Like we haven't. Yeah, seen and he's yet. I mean he's so shitty on defense. I mean that's a problem. Hilariously, that is the case, even though he's gotten way better. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I don't know if you watched that Sacramento game last night. Like, between between Williamson, Jackson Hayes, and Bagley and Whiteside, like, if you want to see Biggs just wandering around, like, lost, not not knowing what's going on, like, that, that, that was your Mona Lisa right there. Well, I did not watch that game. And the reason why is because I watched the first game between them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in which well, there you go. the exact in which the exact same phenomenon yeah was and th- there was no there was no Stephen Adams last night either so it was a, it was it was a mess so I have Memphis Atlanta and New Orleans in a tier pretty much middle of the pack actually as up and coming teams because I just I mean what is really the ceiling for Memphis and Atlanta like do you see them as teams that are going to be in the conference finals in the next five years if you re- if you're really like like if you're going to predict over under number of conference finals for the Atlanta Hawks the next five years how many are they gonna um okay I would probably be more inclined to say zero uh yeah. although no that's not true you can't set an over under at zero right like there well, there are well, a lot of there are a lot five. of t- there are a lot of halfway decent teams that have played one um so well, well I I will say I think it's if the over under were 0.5 I would take zero for the Atlanta Hawks. wow okay okay I, I might at least be inclined to say one they are not that far away from being pretty damn good um um, I mean, Trey defensively is always going to be a little bit of an issue, but I, I, I do think like if they can trade for another wing player and use, especially if they're able to use Collins as that piece, man, they're they're in great shape. Uh, well, I, especially that- especially with the way the way Hunter has turned the corner, the way Capella is playing. Um, we still haven't really seen much from Okongwu, but I, I'm bullish on him. Like I, I think there's a lot to like here, and they still have their future first, so. You know, if they want to put those in a deal at some point, I, I think they're in a really good position. Well, I, I agree with you on all that, but as and I will tell you, Atlanta fans, I've been higher on Trey Young at basically every point that I, the vast majority of people, I would say, going back to draft process, I don't see him as a guy who can lead a team to the conference final. Uh, just because of defense, or just because well, be off, yeah. or just because his stylistically the way he plays offense. Well, I think it's that I don't. I think if you switch it, like I thought, watching him try to attack Anthony. Davis last night in that game was very instructive mm-hmm. that he really could not get anything done again against him. And yeah, you know, when teams aren't prepared for you and when they're going to, and also like how reliant he is on foul drawing as well. We've seen James Harden, a guy whose effectiveness really is decreased in the playoffs because teams are just ready for that. Yeah. Um, you know, Trey doesn't really have the ability to rise up as quickly. Like, you know, he has games where teams are like, okay, we're just going to take the three-pointer away from you, right? Like he had four three-point attempts against the Lakers last night and he made one of them. Like he's not like Steph Curry where Steph is going to get up 10 threes a game in the playoffs, no matter how hard you try to stop him. Like, Trey Young's not like that. And I don't quite believe in him enough as an ISO guy if you switch him. And then, of course, there's the defense rotation. So I, I'm not I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just, I don't think that Trey Young is, I think he's still massively underrated by the majority of the public, but I just don't think he is that star who's really going to be able to be a high-level offense player in second round of the playoffs when you have so many teams that have scheme versatility with big. Wow. Huh. I, I, I just think he has a lot in his bag. I mean, yeah, you, you know, the, the very elite bigs like a like a Bam or a Davis can probably switch on him and play him that way. But you can, you know, he can also go hunting too. I mean, he doesn't, you're not obligated to have Capella be the screener, are you? Um, and I, I Well, so what, he, he's going to go, he's going to go one-on-one against like, you know, your shooting guard or something? Or your power forward or, you know, or I mean, do you want to switch a Gallinari pick and roll with Trey Young? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect Gallo to be a part of this team by the time they're ready to get the conference final, but um, mm-hmm. that's possible yeah. too. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what they get from Gallo. It hasn't been a great start here. No, uh, but it, so so I I Memphis to me is a more interesting though. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a bigger believer in John Morant's ability mm-hmm. to be a high level playoff performer than Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, he has to solve the under, obviously. Like he had he has to punish the under, right? That's that's the thing that's missing, right? Yeah, and obviously Jaron Jack's health issues. I, I I guess this is the thing, right? Like let's. 
let's say they just keep this team together and everyone kind of hits a, a pretty decent outcome for them is that a conference finals team over the next five years could be could be one right could be could be sort of like the team we had i guess where, where you get to one the yeah. you know it's a combination of good players plus crazy depth right like yeah, that I, I mean I, I think their organization is good i trust them to continue drafting well like that's going to be a part of it but you know i'm not sure that john morant and jaron jackson and some guys is a conference finals team and you know again we're hoping that these are teams that are going to have some championship equity and you know i'm not just i'm not sure they're gonna get there um well, I mean, I think they're so in good position to trade for that third guy, though. Some of these teams that are like established type of winners, like a Utah, for example. Like I have mm-hmm. them below Utah, both, okay. both Atlanta and Memphis, and, and the and New Orleans. I you know Jackson Hayes doesn't look like he's working out. Ingram and Zion, not sure about the fit there. They've got these young guys backcourt. Let's see how they work out. I don't see Bledsoe being a, a huge part of what they're doing, but by the end, they got to fix their back and front court. But they have so many picks. I, I that that's got to be part of too that they they can add the pieces of need that's that's why i think i might believe more in them than memphis and atlanta just because they've got so much ammo to either use those picks and get another star or to make well yeah i mean if we're looking at the next five years it's probably in terms of a trade with them uh because these picks they do have are all like 23 24 25 26 27 um yeah they have they have one from the lakers this year but um well all right so so i guess i could still talk more about these up and coming teams that and i had them these teams all kind of mid-pack in a 14 18 range okay. i had oklahoma city i had oklahoma city in this group too and i think i don't expect them to win as many games because they're just a little bit further behind and rebuild but they have so many picks Shea gilgis alexander is a fun guy to watch in the meantime and you know i think there's something just as far as being a fan where you could be like hey better days are ahead like this is gonna be great like we've got all the picks we can watch three young guys here develop some of those guys are gonna turn out to be really good players they got a good organization uh they can if they're ready to win they can go ahead and get guys with all the assets they have so i have okc in that same group even if they are a couple of years behind and they don't have a guy like zion or jaw uh, although shea is good yeah i think it's gonna take them a couple years to get to that point so that's why i downgraded them a little bit i had them in the middle of the pack um um, actually, I kind of had them toward the back of the pack, uh, just because yeah. I th- I thought they they would surely be bad for a couple years, and then you know, and then we'll see what happens after that. But you're, I mean, they have so many picks, the cap room, the unintentional comedy of Poku's minutes between now and then. Um, <laughs> There, there's there's a lot to entertain you as, as a Thunder fan. Yeah, I think so. And I, again, this goes to my proclivities when it comes to team building. But you know, I would, but I would, I have the Thunder much higher on this list than say the Magic or some of these East teams that are like kind of slowly building but don't really have any extra picks or anything like that. I would um, agree with that. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now. If you're into working on your own car and truck, saving some money both in labor and on parts. Go to rockauto.com and you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Just put in the make and model of your car. It's everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpet. Their catalog is really easy to navigate and the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. There's no reason to go to the auto parts store in person, especially these days, just to find out that they don't have your part and they're going to order it online the same way that you could with rockauto.com for a less expensive price and without going to the store. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car and truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store 
Well, so here's the team we haven't talked about yet. Okay. The Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I kind of had them uh, closer to the bottom than the top. That's really surprising. So I, I had them at eight, uh, and I mean, a big part of that is that you know, for me, just personally, aesthetically, Steph Curry is you know one of maybe the top three or four players to watch ever, and he's he's going to have at least a couple more years where just turning this team on at a nightly basis, like it's going to be interesting just to watch it. I agree with that. Uh, you have Wiseman, you have the Minnesota pick. Uh, I think they're in a really hard place. Otherwise, uh, they're paying Clay Thompson a ton of money they're paying Wiggins a ton of money they're paying Draymond a ton of money I mean what are they going to get from that these next few years and are they willing to that I mean that's the other thing you have to ask yourself like they're what like 20 million into the tax in 22 23 like you know that's without any penalties or anything on you know for repeater on top of that with six guys so are they really going to keep this together going forward to go like 39 and 43 and have Steph score 60 occasionally? Yeah, that's a concern. Although Wiseman could develop. I'm, I'm a little bit lower on him than some. But then they also have that Minnesota pick. Uh, so, I mean, that's nice, right? Like, don't you get just like a slight bonus to, you know, hey, if the Warriors lost, then you can go turn on the Wolves game and watch them lose. <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's got to give you a bit of a warm and fuzzy feeling as a fan, right? <laughs> Yeah, you might get two years years worth of that too, depending on uh, if the pick conveys this year, right? Yeah, that would be crazy if it doesn't. But you know, I think, and there's still some value of just seeing the core. I mean, there's really no other team like this at this point. I mean, maybe the Raptors have a little bit of it, but of and maybe the Lakers too. But this wasn't, you know, these aren't long term Lakers who won. But just to see the same guys that you've seen for the last eight years go out there and play and like remind you of all those good times. And mm-hmm. yeah, they maybe they can't do it every night but they still have these throwback moments every once in a while obviously it much depends on how clay comes back as well i mean i'm not counting on that being awesome but i think on a night-to-night basis you still have a very you know one of the more entertaining products to watch and then there is some hope for the future with wiseman in this pick they're probably one of the top three or four teams that's best position trade for a star at the point in time can i can i say something that's going to hurt your feelings one one of the one of the one of the reasons to be bullish about their future but maybe it's actually in like years five, six, seven out is that if Curry does decide he wants to be somewhere else, the mountain of draft equity they can get for that with the, where the market has been established and how long he signed for uh, would be massive. Yeah, it hasn't gone that way yet, although a little bit weird that you know there was no extension rumbling. Like he could have gotten an extension for three years at you know forty million a year. Now his quote when I asked about that was it kind of seemed more like he was leaning towards he might be willing to do kind of a Dirk Nowitzki type of take a little bit less to help him in his twilight years. But yeah, not not having a guy under contract is a, a little bit concerning. He's also going to be 34 by the end of this contract so that's i think everyone wants to kind of see where he's at but presumably they'll give him a a golden parachute of you know whatever contract you want to this just because he was making 11 million a year when they were awesome but yeah um no i mean and you know this is a team that i watch on a on a daily basis and i'm not really i enjoy watching still i think it and uh you know if it weren't for wiseman in the minnesota pick i think then you know they would clearly be a lot lower but and they also have at least for now the willingness to spend a ton so um and they That's have uh, and they have Smiley on a minimum for two more years. Uh, two more months. <laughs> uh, um, you, you, yeah. you know who I struggled with? Uh, Utah. Yeah, I think this beginning of this year has been very encouraging, except for the fact that Donovan Mitchell has probably been their most disappointing player so far, despite yeah, this incredible and, start they've had. Yeah, and he's the one on the Supermax. Now, in a way, it helps them if he doesn't make third-team All-NBA, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you look at you look at what they the corner they painted themselves into financially going forward, and you wonder how much they're going to be willing to spend. Like It's, it's going to be really hard for them to keep Conley after this year, for instance, and yep. he's been fantastic. Um, um, and it's going to be really hard for them to put together even a competent bench behind these top six or seven guys uh, when you look at how close to the t- next year's tax line they are already. Bogdanovich is in his 30s, hasn't been that good this year. Uh, you know, is is Clarkson the guy who's going <laughs> to carry them to, to the promised land? So I think you still have a lot of questions going forward when you get into these out years with Utah, even while acknowledging it's all working for them right now. Yeah, and there are another 
another team that I expect to be a bit of a paper tiger in the playoffs. I'm not believing them as a championship contender so far this year. Maybe as more of them, my opinion on that will change. But I, they are. I had them tenth. I think that they are, and I had them kind of in the same group as Philly and Indiana. And I also put Portland in there. I don't think Portland has as rosy of a future as those other three teams. Yeah, I put them further down. But Damian Lillard is a, a top five watch in the league. He's going to be around for a long time. And I think they're just seeing a franchise icon who's always there that you can rely on, that you're going to get to see every night. I think that's that's something that a lot of fans, it's really important. So th- that's why I had them a little bit higher. And they're always going to be an exciting team with Dame and CJ. CJ looked great so far this year. Uh, if they could get over these injury, this snake bit injury thing, I think they could still be pretty good this year. So yeah. that's another, another yeah. If they could, If they could find a forward with a pulse, that would help too. Yeah, it seems like that every year, doesn't it? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, was it? You're like, wait, was it? Was it so bad with Aminu and Harkless? Like, am I misremembering this? <laughs> like, yeah. there's, uh, they, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I think everyone was bullish on the moves, but Covington and Jones just, ooh, they, they just haven't done it so far. Yeah, it's been a struggle to give up two first round picks for Covington. I haven't checked his shooting in the the last couple of weeks, but it, it was not good early on. Yeah, Portland, I maybe should probably put them down a little bit. I, I kind of they they fit in in terms of just type with some of these other teams, but they're not as good a quality. They probably should be below just like Atlanta at point. Uh, another team in the questionable if they make a conference finals but lined up to be pretty good for a while right now uh what about indiana yeah i think it, it's really questionable on, on that it's and i mean frankly questionable if they make the second round question i mean they they gotta win a playoff game first <laughs> that hasn't happened in a little while yes that's that's a yeah. little bit of a red flag uh but I, th- there isn't that one high-level guy, which which is always a little concerned. Yeah, you can only go so far when you don't have even a top thirty player. You're going to get a bunch of hate mail from the Sabonis fans again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I look at it. Brogdon, Lavert, Warren, Sabonis, Turner is about as good a starting lineup as you can have without having an All NBA player on your team. Yeah, that's also damning with being praised. Yeah, a little bit, sure, sure, sure. I, I think, and I, I want to see what Bjorkren is like as a playoff coach. I, I've liked what I've seen from him so far. I mean, this is a team that that's going to be competent. That they've got exciting young players that the fans like. But yeah, I just don't see that guy who's going to be just a, an All NBA level of player. And so it just it, it's really. I mean, when's the last time a team with no All NBA caliber players made the second round of the playoffs? Uh, I think I think we didn't have any NBA in the NBA team and made all NBA team and made the conference finals. Well, you also had the defensive player of the year. Yeah. And, and, and the other defensive player of the year. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. And also to be fair, you wouldn't have beat. We the, probably wouldn't have beat Oklahoma city. Um, yeah. Although we did, we did beat uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and Lob city in the first round. So, well, I mean, we were, you know, there was also Blake Griffin sprained his ankle Blake, before he, game five and that one too. I mean, yeah, again, yeah. like that's that now. So like, but, but it's not, I, I, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't fake for Indiana to be making a conference <laughs> for the next five years, right? Like, like you, can always, you, you can always have time with me, especially in the East, although the East has more depth now. So I think they're a solid team. They always seem to find contributors here and there. They're can they can they be like pre-Kawhi Toronto? Uh, except they don't have anyone as good as Kyle Lowry and maybe not even as good as DeMar DeRozan. Wow, okay. Huh. And Ky- Kyle Lowry was Kyle like a no-brainer. Yeah, Ky- yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I know he had struggles in the playoffs here, but no, yeah, I, just, like, I, I think that's a reasonable analog but also like the east sucked back then right like this yeah is, yeah it's the, the, the east, east is definitely a much tougher neighborhood than it used to be i'm not I, going crazy here i had indiana 14th i just wanted to okay. at least ask ask the question because you look at that starting five and they're all in the, still in their 20s and and under decent contracts you're like oh, okay all right like that's okay yeah, yeah th- there's definitely something to believe in for right now you're always gonna have a good product on the floor and hilariously with you pushing indiana harder i have them 13th <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm a higher than you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this is interesting. I, I guess, let me ask you this, this overall question here. What team would you think will win most champions so five? Is that the Lakers, I guess? I, w- I really wasn't sure about that. I mean, the yeah. thing with the Lakers, it could go downhill pretty quickly, right? Sure. Given LeBron's sure. age. So, they, I mean, that's not a thing you're going to bank on. Uh, that's why I kept coming back to Milwaukee. I mean, they were the most sure thing. 
Boston has two really good wing players, but the rest of the team right now just isn't that good. And so it's going to take them a little bit to piece that part together. Um, and Denver, I mean, I share, you know, they haven't, they haven't proven themselves at the highest levels yet. I mean, I'll tell you what, as I look at it right now, I, I can't remember another time in history that it's been, I mean, it is so wide open right now over the next five years. There isn't yeah. a single team that I would say, like, other than the Lakers, I'm not sure that there's a team that I would even expect to get one championship over the next five i, I mean, could make a good case for the it. clippers maybe yeah if they were to keep Kawhi, i mean I, yeah it's I, I think if they beat the lakers this year then all of a sudden we could be like oh we were making this way too hard they had this fluke loss last year in the bubble they should have been the favorites the whole time they got Kawhi has just resigned paul george is playing great and you know they're going to be the favorites for the next couple of years I, I, th- that could certainly happen um so so maybe it is the clippers that still is the one but i mean you've just got a lot of teams where who develops who makes the next trade you just don't know what's going to happen with them which is it's really fascinating which is crazy given the arms race we've seen with teams just being like here take all our draft picks and trying to put together super teams and yet when we look out we're not like oh it's done like the next foot like as if we had done this in 2017 we were just like like (laughs) would it even have been a question who would put number one right like and and now it's completely different yeah that it's uh yeah i mean even you had like Kawhi on the spurs you're like oh we can count on them be a 55 win team every year back then it's just i guess because there just were so many moves over these last two years we don't even know what we have at some of them yet yeah yeah. Uh, what What did you do with Toronto? They're down there for me. As as much as it pains me to say it, I just don't see the path for them. If they were on track to win their usual 50 games here, then maybe I'd feel a little bit better about it. But the cap space thing doesn't seem to have worked out. We'll see, actually, if their GM is even going to stay there as well. That, that's, a, that's that's a big one, yeah. Because, that I mean, that Washington stuff isn't going away. Um, you know, Fred Van Vliet is 26. Lowry might still be their best player, and he's not long for being a high-level contributor or maybe not or maybe even a raptor yeah yeah Although I, I hope he ends up there, but uh, yeah, Siakam, his rough start, he's righted the ship a little bit, but you know that that second team All NBA that he got last year is looking like it's going to be a pretty big. All it did, team. all it did, was screw up their cap, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, so much of this too. It, think of how different we would be thinking about all this if Giannis just hadn't signed. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, first of all, there'd be even more mayhem on our list at the top, but we would probably have teams like Dal- speculatively had teams like Miami, Toronto. Toronto and Dallas ranked higher because there was a right. chance that they would get Giannis, which is now gone. And there's always the chance. I know Giannis signed the Supermax and he can't be traded for a year, but uh, it, he could be, if things don't work out in Milwaukee, he could be gone in a couple of years still. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, guys, you know, guys can get itchy for all kinds of reasons. So yeah, having having a guy signed for five years isn't the guarantee of, of half a decade that it used to be. That's certainly true. Are you worried at all about the way Milwaukee has started the season? Not really um i feel like they um i've had some bad luck with the three-point gods in some games i feel like they're trying a little more stuff which i had hoped that they would do um and i don't worry that much about their second unit being crappy because those guys aren't going to play as much in a playoff game so and and it's also the easiest thing to fix at the trade deadline or buyout or with buyouts so i'm actually not that worried about them right now um maybe i need to watch them more and get worried i don't know maybe i'm missing something but i just it's hard for me to get that concerned with them right now yeah i i'm worried about their defense not being that good that was kind of what they hung their hat on and it hasn't even been interestingly i thought it would be the bench defense that actually hasn't been the problem it's really been more what they've done with starters and yeah the shooting gods have been against a little bit but i also think that giving up a lot of threes like that's kevin pelton talked about this today that that's kind of gone back to being a bad thing again the yeah isn't that interesting yeah 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 this protect the rim at all costs approach it seems like i mean maybe that's just because teams are just getting more and more and more quality three-point shooting but and particularly i think that's a you know all right really you you, uh you want your approach to be protect the rim at all costs and give up as many threes as you want to the miami heat or the brooklyn well exactly that's That's the other thing is regardless of how well it works in the regular season when you get against playoff caliber opposition and starters playing 40 minutes a game it breaks down 
down. And that's that's been the history of that strategy. The, this Nets team, I just, I can't get over what an absolute caricature they are right now. It, like, every game that they have is is just crazy must-watching. Can you imagine a, a Net Bucks playoff series and what that's going to look like? I just, like, yeah. I mean, that that regular season game they played, I think it's pretty similar to that. Crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, and and I, I mean, we're spending a lot of time in Milwaukee because I think that's our biggest disagreement. And mm-hmm. where did you have and, them? Uh, I had them seventh. I didn't have them okay. in the top tier because I, I think I think there's a somewhat of a chance that Giannis could leave. Well, well so number one, it all goes back to just not thinking they're that good right now. Everything mm-hmm. flows from that. You mentioned you can improve the bench. You can get guys to the bout market. I'm not sure they can because, I mean, you look, they got these big hard cap problems. There's teams out there like the Nets, for example, who also desperately need depth. Well, the Nets have a $5 million disabled player exception and the Bucks don't. The Bucks have a, hey, please, could you wait a few more days to sign because of the hard cap exception? Um, mm-hmm. So, and they have zero trade assets going for at least the nets have like a few second rounders so i'm not really sure that they can bolster I mean, maybe they'll just figure something out somehow uh and then i just i haven't liked the way that they've played this year i think that they have to be a team that's going to win it with defense and score enough in the playoffs because i don't think that Giannis can be that that guy and they've kind of got some good guys around it but not great guys and then and i think that it's just going to get worse for them in the coming years because everyone is old except for Devin chance yeah so the age thing is definitely going to hit them and and so DiVincenzo you're absolutely right becomes a guy they're absolutely counting on he has he has to be a, a good starter in a couple within the next couple of years uh yeah. for the for this to really work yeah or or a possible trade piece as well and so I I kind of have this feeling of like this might be the best year and they're not even playing that well this year I don't I I, I mean I think they could make it out of this. I wouldn't expect them to win the championship and if it just kind of continues leading to disappointment then maybe Giannis wants out or you just kind of win three games fewer every year and and i mean i guess you you do get to watch janice and Kupo, and that's awesome but yeah. you know I, I i still and also i think just watching mike budenholzer not adjust in the playoffs i think that that's got to knock you down like a couple of points right there. <laughs> in the if you're an informed fan and you're just like you know bashing your head in against the wall watching this guy lose to a supposedly your team in the playoffs every year mm-hmm. yeah yeah well hopefully they've learned from that <laughs> um do you want to do one more team here before we go yeah so there's one team here we haven't talked about that i think i have them in the middle of the pack but you can make a case for them to be higher and that is charlotte interesting and you that's have, just that's on the basis that Lamelo ball is just going to be an all-star level of player and regardless of what happens it's going to be fun as hell that's true i think so and borrego kind of coaches that way also yeah i think they're in a their cap is in a good position their draft situation is in a good position uh they have hayward who's i mean that contract isn't looking that bad at the moment um have a couple at least semi-interesting young players like i certainly i they've surprised me with how well they played this year and i i think when you look at Lamelo, especially you got to feel like hey we might be in pretty decent shape here yeah and i have like some of the stuff that he's doing like he's been drawing more fouls lately which is something that he really needed to do but i almost worry that they're too good this year i, I wish they were gonna be in the mix for it's gonna screw up their things. screw up yeah. their pick right they'll pick like 10th yeah. instead of fourth and yeah it's well, a I, the the early word is it's a five player draft basically and then the, then the quality gets sketchier after five interesting just okay yeah I, i've been fastidiously ignoring that aspect of things until after it's over but yeah the uh and obviously, these rankings are going to change so much just based on who has the lottery luck this year. Oh, totally. That's going to yeah. be just a, a massive change. And uh, there is a team, actually, that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet. Okay. The Phoenix, the Phoenix Sun. Yeah. Uh, so, a couple things that I felt were working against them. Um, first of all, like they, they still have the same owner, right? Um, yeah. And so, that's a negative. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul's age and right. So that, that I think weighs, weighs down on them too. Um, you could argue for them to be higher. I mean, Booker, Bridges, Aiton, that's a nice core. It is. And, and they've got some other young guys as well who have been pretty good. You know, I, I think I kind of see them as a team that's going to win 48 games-ish with the, this group. And maybe if Booker plays better and eight plays better, you get beyond that. I, I'm not sure, though, how they get to be absolutely elite on offense or defense, really get into that ultimate contention. But I think just simply having a core to where you can think about, okay, if, we, if these guys develop, could we be what Utah has been the last four years for the next four years? 
but it's with young guys that have all developed with this team that we get to watch and yeah. have, have this young core that's evolving. Like that's part of a, a fun experience, man. Yeah, I, I so I would agree with that. So yeah, I didn't crush Phoenix. I, I had them in the teens, but yeah, that, that's I, I why that's your, why I didn't have them. I, I I think you know the Sarver factor kind of held me back. Yeah, I, I had them in that group of up and coming teams, but I do think of that group they probably have the lowest upside. But they also are the best team right now of Memphis, New Orleans, Atlanta, and OKC. I think Phoenix has the best team right now mm-hmm. of that group, and they're other than Chris Paul, they're relatively young. So, uh, but yes, the the Sarver factor is is worrisome to be sure but that you know we're not talking about them being a top tenor here um all right this was fun i think we can yeah we we, got about we got about a dozen teams left to shit on next week (laughs) yeah yeah and (laughs) and it'll uh tie nicely into uh eliminating a team from the playoffs next week uh, as well um what did you write about for the athletic this week yeah so i i wrote about uh nicole Jokic and joel Embiid actually and uh how they've kind of been the top two players in the league so far and how the big the big man hasn't died it's just kind of changed in in terms of what the league is asking from them and then i teamed up with uh josh robbins to uh select all-star teams early all-star teams for each conference so that was fun all right and for my part please check out the nba cast if you are an nba league pass subscriber or you could just buy the game individually as well we're doing warriors at spurs next monday it's every monday on nba league pass digital that's at 8 30 eastern 5 30 pacific and jaya will be back to talk about the rest of our fan power rankings next week till then at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more.